0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scars. I'm Mike, with me is literally everyone. We're, we're all here. The Hounds lost to Louisville 2-0, bringing their season to an abrupt ending. We're going to talk about it and the season that got them there. Let's
1: go. Everything was just falling into place.
0: Bunky Azil cuts inside. With
2: this one, Melardi terrific on Steven Dos Santos
0: So Josh, does this mean that you can't have a victory beverage between now and, I guess, next spring?
1: I mean, I can't open one on the podcast. That's what that means.
0: <laughs> I thought, I thought that, that was the only drink that you had, like, you know, every week was just on this show.
3: You're
4: going to take that away from him when Everton's doing so well? That's cruel. <laughs> That's, is, he's
3: That's got cruel. all the victory beverages now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: this is very, very true. Um, welcome, everybody. I, can't, I honestly can't remember the last time that we've had everybody on the show together. There's seven of us here. So I apologize in advance if we're all just sort of talking over each other. We're going to try to take turns and do our thing. Um, So, of course, you know, we're here. The Hounds season, as I mentioned, has come to an end. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time talking about the game because I feel like it's sort of beating a dead horse here. But I do think that there were some takeaways, some things that we can sort of look at and assess that Will sort of inform, I think, some of the conversation that we're going to have afterwards as we sort of look towards the off season, and even what we're going to lead into next season. So, obviously, like we said, Hounds go to Louisville, lose two nothing. Anybody have takeaways that they want to sort of share that uh, you know they think is worth sharing at this point, um, considering the team lost and the season is over? What if no one had anything, and that was just it? <laughs> <laughs> I had I had a few queued up just in case, but uh Kev, since you spoke, go ahead, give us a takeaway. All right, I'll 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 be the uh I, 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 I thought about
5: this actually all weekend about how my assessment of the game would be perceived by everyone. <laughs> so I, I'll you were be gonna honest, say I, we played great. No. No, okay. no. no. Right. Um, no, I I I thought it was the right result. Um, I thought a Louisville 2-0 win was about right. I think they were about that much better than us across the game. Um, we c- we created chances, but I think uh, we uh, defensively our shape was all over the place. Our our midfield wasn't connected with our front line, and uh, and our defense wasn't connected with the midfield. They they cut us open too much, um, and and yeah, in the end. You know, we cre- we created enough chances to maybe get on the on the score sheet, but um, but it, it felt about right, which was just the painful part about it because at least you want to go down thinking, like, mm, you know, on another day we could have got through there, but um, I think that was about right.
3: So I, I feel like actually 2-0 we were lucky to get out with that score line. Uh, I mean, it took some fantastic saves by Danny Vidiello to keep it, uh, at two for Louisville, and I really feel like we only had one chance where it looked like we were really, really threatening, and that was the early in the game, Deepwell came charging through the middle, rebounds it off the keeper, Dos Santos goes to get it, and just can't put it in the back of the neck cause the defenders, they're harassing him. But that was, I mean, that's all I remember of the Hounds really looking like this looks like the team that we've seen them be at their best this season. Um, for me, the big takeaway is Danny Vidiello is... I think, the best keeper we've seen in a Hounds jersey in a long time.
5: That's second goal, though.
1: Yeah. A moment of lapsed judgment.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he kept us in it, though. Like, I think that's just everybody's given up, and he's just, like, he's exhausted at that point mentally.
4: I don't want to say that everyone's given up. Like, I didn't feel like that. I think that it could have happened. Um, I think that while the play wasn't my favorite play... And it wasn't um, as inspired as we've seen before, and they certainly weren't clicking like they were, you know, four or five games ago. I don't think that anyone stopped putting forth effort, which when you're not getting results and you're, they have to know they're not playing their best game, right? That's nice to see. Like, I will give them that. I don't feel like they just gave up.
3: I'll recant, you're right. It's
4: my favorite words, you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I overstated uh, it. Uh, uh, Steve, who was it that you said had the best chance of the game? I'm just just asking. The <laughs> one, who ki-
0: the, the one who kicked it right at the keeper and then <laughs> and then fell over. Yeah, who was that one? I I, I, I missed feel it.
2: like I feel like we just need to be done with this <coughs> because not only did I listen to it on last week's podcast, I then listened to it on the preview show, and then. Between then and after then, I listen to Justin go on and on and on about it. And I just... I think it's time we just maybe reserve that for maybe, maybe you justin and mike can like have your own separate like entire series during the off season <laughs> and like fight through the nuances it's Look, fine
6: that was I, it that was it i'm done
0: i'm <laughs> i am willing i am willing 100 to capitulate that the stats for dequa are better than mensa i i i cannot argue with that i'm not going to argue with that i think capitulates the wrong word i'm no. i'm terrible oh at vocabulary recognize the
1: fact that the, the 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 stats are better okay yes good. Yeah, exactly exactly <laughs>
0: I think my, my takeaway from this game, um, I, I, a couple things. I think, one, what was frustrating was that Louisville didn't show me anything spectacular. Like, I thought even towards the end of this game, Louisville were wholly beatable. And I think that that leads to my ultimate feeling about this game was that I wasn't, I wasn't upset. I was disappointed. I was disappointed. I think we have seen this team play so well and not just like in one game like for a consistent stretch and the fact that we lost it and we couldn't find it again against a team that was wholly beatable. Louisville did not do anything special in this game at all but I'm going to push you on that what 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 would you want them to do special because
5: I think my point my point with the assessment was in a way that's why it was I don't want to say so impressive because I don't want to big them up too much, but when when a team does all of the simple things really well and they play as a unit and chances just seem to come out of nothing and in the end, it's a half volley swing of the foot around you know eighteen yards and it goes in, I, I think in in some respects, those are almost the most impressive performances when you're not relying on a 25 yard strike that hits the top corner or back, you know back heel flips or whatever when it is just a structured team playing together well that just creates chances and defends well and presses well and wins the ball back, I think that's that's to me what was most impressive about the performance.
0: But I I don't what I was seeing, and again I clearly see differently from everybody else, what I was seeing was not Louisville wowing us it was just us not performing to the level that we could. We sat here and talked about, you know, we were in our chat about like where did Mertz go? Like Mertz was on an island and just you, it, until the last ten minutes didn't really show up. You had, you know, Danny Griffin was sort of scrambling to get back into position when they had him at holding mid. Um, you had, you know, Kenny who looked tired. You had Dover who looked tired. Like it just we just weren't we just weren't the team. And, and that's, that's why I was disappointed. This, if we were, if we played this game five weeks ago, I think it's a completely different game. So.
4: Mike, I agree with you. I think that Louisville did the basics competently, but barely, which is why I was so upset that if we had been able to string, like string our passes together, do you know what I mean? Like if we had been able to get to our base competency where I would expect it, like, we, they were infinitely beatable. I think that I am on the same page as you, and I'm, and that is part of why it was so frustrating because it was just like we missed so many steps, for, for whatever reason, and just, just if we hadn't missed every single step, it was, it was there.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think it felt like we did more harm to ourselves than Louis did harm to us. I felt like we had a whole bunch of unforced errors. We looked tired out there. I don't know what's going on with Forbes, but Forbes did not show up. Uh, Mertz, which is my big surprise because, you know, usually he's the ball of energy on the field. He felt like he was burnt out and tired. It just, I mean, I'm usually the one of the bigger defenders of Lee, but I thought Lee also didn't look good, and he was actually in position that I thought he would look better in. Um, so it's just, like, everyone uh, on that field. Like, there was, a, except for Vidiello, like, everyone seemed to be just – not clicking and not be able to connect passes and it was just frustrating because like this is the time to show up this is the game that matters this is you know a time to show off what you got and then everyone just seemed to be meh out there and it it was against a team that didn't look unbeatable like it was like We make jokes about, like, pasture all the time and how everyone talks about Pasher, Pasher, Pasher. Like, Ombi, like, I didn't really think he looked like a situation where it's like, wow, this guy's really good. This guy's going to, you know, light a fire and and just carry this team. There was no one carrying that team. It was just us beating ourselves, I felt like. Not to give no credit to Louis, but it, it definitely felt like we were just handing it to him.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, I have one other thing, and it, I'm only going to mention it because it's going to segue into one of the points that I'm going to make later. But, you know, you guys mentioned sort of your one moment of brilliance. My one moment of brilliance ended up with like nothing happening, but it was a point where Kenny took the ball. This was, I don't know, 10 minutes left in the game. Kenny took the ball from about 25 yards out and decided to dribble straight at the box. And he drew four players to him and he dished the ball off. And this is something we've been calling for all season. And and there was so much hype before the game too, where, uh, you know, multiple outlets were talking to, I think it was Jordan Dover and Dover's big phrase before the game was, we got to be brave. We've got to be brave. Like you got to go into those scenarios where you try to take on players and you draw players to you and you open up space and, and that's where the magic happens. And we didn't do it much all season, and we saw one moment of it in this game and it sort of fizzled out and it, otherwise it just felt I don't want to say going through the motions, but it felt very expected, very cookie cutter, and we need to be more creative in my in my estimation. So, <sighs> okay. Huh. Ah, yeah any <laughs> any any other thoughts about this game before we try to you know we did do a lot this season we even had a season which we didn't think we were gonna have so i want to talk about all of that but are there any other takeaways that you guys really want to make sure that we uh we get to here before we move on to all of that stuff
5: no okay <laughs> all right i mean i don't i'm not, about I'm not the really, game only about the game only. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not really done with this game yet. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> what? what? Why not? Why? <laughs> I mean, it's. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, I'll, Mike. I'll counterbalance your thing a little bit. I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't know. You can call for the dribbling and dribbling at players more. i I'm, I'm not as much of a proponent as that as maybe you are. I think in our best time in the season, it wasn't. People beating three men and then laying it off. It was, it was complex, interconnected play between four midfielders essentially with Velarde, Griffin, Mertz, and, and James, um, playing as a unit. I think that was the biggest thing. I think that the game in Louisville. I, I I think I don't even think Mertz, Griffin, even Kenny. I don't I don't think they played poorly. I think. The system and how he played it and the players around them just didn't help them. I, it's, it's, it's hard to be effective in the midfield when you're kind of on an island. And so, it's uh, to me, it was just, I don't know, I, I remember early in the season, Lily would keep yelling at the defense to push up, to, to have the whole team push up. Because if, if you're trying to press high and you only have your two forwards and midfielders, then you're creating gaps in the, de- the defense. You end up getting, like, two-on-twos, two-on-ones way too easily. And, and, and that was kind of happening all over the place. Um, and, yeah, I was shocked. I mean, because, I mean, Josh mentioned Ray Lee. I thought that's that's the position you want to play him in. I mean, you know, Brian James, I don't know what he ended up doing. He just played everywhere. <laughs> like, it's probably not right. Like, in, in, the, in a best-case scenario, you don't want him running around solving problems all over the field. Um, to me, that points to things not – Working out properly, um, but it was set up how I, at least I ex- wanted it to. Dover on the right, James on the left, Rayleigh at, at left center back. Um, you know the right midfield. Kenny playing. You know you can make your arguments over Dickwa and, and Mensa, but um, I yeah it was. I think that was it was a shame because I think this was a problem that we showed early in the season that we solved, and for whatever reason towards the end of the season we just we just looked disjoint and. And things started to fall apart at
3: the worst possible moment. I'm but not that's it. convinced. <laughs> I'm not convinced that this was us falling apart so much as this was us able to do those things against a crappy, crappy group F that didn't have their crap together. In the beginning of the season and then when we actually played teams that were good were well organized and when some of those teams in group f got a little bit better we started struggling against those teams that's when you saw us having to find a win against philly having to uh have that game against hartford so i'm not convinced we were as good as everybody thought we could have been uh, because we just weren't playing good teams at first and when we did play those good teams the results weren't coming yeah. yeah,
4: but I have a question about, like, so I feel like the last four games, and I can be really wrong because this is not my, you know, this is not something I usually pay attention to, but were we, we weren't putting as many crosses in. We weren't putting as many passes in front of the, the net. Like, I feel like we completely changed the game that we were playing the last three or four games, and I don't know why we did because we were doing so well. I don't think that the teams got so much better in Group F, but I just, I i think we were playing a different game and i don't know why and i just feel like it wasn't it wasn't what the guys needed to connect because we weren't having you know like five people with the same amount of goals and six people who were able to cross and the overlap between your goal scorers and your people who could cross it and like that fell off and i don't know why and i think that that's that was missing
5: it might have been just the putting james in Dover back on left and right. I mean, it might have been when you had Ryan James playing in the center of the field and Dover injured, there wasn't this just immediate reliance of, we'll just get it out to James or Dover and let them do something with it. And and there was a more reliance on having to actually play through the midfield. I don't know. I'm, it's pure speculation at this point, but it, it is an interesting idea. And the other thing, Steve, I mean, I don't know. I didn't think we played that bad against Indy, and I think Indy's quite a good team. No,
3: I don't think we played bad against Indy. I mean, those games I think could have gone either way. Same thing with the New York loss. Yeah. Uh, Those were games of, I mean, Justin and I had talked about this. Those were games where one or two little things goes differently and those outcomes are different. I think it's more, I look at Philly coming to Highmark. I look at Hartford coming back to Highmark. And in both of those games, you saw teams that came in with a game plan, came in and played with structure, made us have to change our game. I think that's how I interpreted those games. It's not so much that we weren't doing the things that we were doing before, but that we were being prevented from doing some of those things. Maybe it is having some players out of position. I'm not sure the source of it, but that's kind of how I've interpreted the season.
6: I think for me, um, just kind of as I've been listening to the conversation, I think some of me just thinks that like our formation and the formation we went into with this game does not match up well against Louisville like I think that I mean I think and we struggle against Louisville all the time you know and I think like yes we won the first game of the season Louisville was a very different team at that point in the season but I think like our our setup against Louisville just doesn't I, and it's hard because I think if you pull somebody off the back line then you all of a sudden you have a three on four on, on the back line but I think our outside backs are, you know, I, I think Ryan James, Jordan Dover, you know, I think they did a great job against Ownby and, and whoever was on the other side of the field. I can't remember at the moment. Um, but I think where we where we lose that game is the 3v3 in the middle. I think Speedy Williams um, and and the other two, and I'm totally blanking, uh, Corbin Bone and, and Speedy Williams, I think are two, like, probably best midfielders in the league. And, you know... We have two younger guys in in Danny Griffin and Robbie Mertz, who I just think one more player in the midfield I think would have made a difference on that scenario because I just think we couldn't have we couldn't ever put things together in the midfield. But that's because we were playing three on three in the midfield, like we couldn't ever get numbers in the midfield to cause problems for Louisville. So. Maybe that would have helped. I don't know, and that's a change of formation. You know, Lily only did it once this season. I think going with the back four, so I I think that that's a hard ask to do it in the playoffs. But I think you might be helped. right though, because it was towards the end of the game,
5: Dos Santos started to do that thing of dropping deep that I don't like, uh, and he was definitely sitting alongside the other three midfielders. So yeah, that might have been at something where yeah, that was a good point. Take about that.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Laura.
2: Well, we promised you not hashing out this game, and now we've sat here for 20 minutes and talked about
5: the game. Where was that? I must have missed that promise. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: it's fine. I just wasn't prepared to talk about it because I'm no, trying listen, to like, I was, erase it out of my mind.
0: I was actually about to throw to you, Lar Ellen, because now it's been a few days, and we've had a chance to process this. So I want to know specifically, how, how are you feeling about all of this?
2: Well, you know, considering everything else that's going on in the world right now, um, I feel a little sad and quite a bit ambivalent, um, which I think the ambivalence makes me feel a bit more sad. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's, I don't know. It is what it is. I don't really think we could or should have won. I mean, I guess we could have won this game, right? But like the way we played we weren't going to win the game. Um, so I don't know. I'm like, Hey, we had a season, right? I mean, I think the last time we were all together was like right before, or I think it was right before we started, they started play up again or yeah. right after they postponed things or something, it, you know, one of those transition points. And I think Kevin, I were the two that were like, well, I don't even know if we're going to ever have fans in the stadium. Now, you know, obviously some teams did, but, um, you know so i'm like hey we got a season in the middle of a pandemic that's not bad right like they got to play so i don't know i'm just i don't know i'm kind of over it which yeah. it's it's
0: weird i mean uh, cuz i'm kind of with you i think there are there are circumstances where i feel like the loss last year in the playoffs hurt a lot more than this one and i think i don't know if it was just that the expectations were higher or, you know, we had made it to the second round or whatever. But I think going into this, this game, for whatever reason, whether it was lower expectations or just the fact, like you said, Laura Allen, with everything else going on, it was just kind of like, well, okay. Like, that's, that's one less thing I'm going to be doing on Saturdays. Um, it, it, and that in and of itself is, like, depressing and sad. So, yeah, it's tricky. Um uh, I, that feels like a really downer place to just like pause <laughs> so I need to stop pausing guys let's let's uh let's flip this around let's talk about the season <clears throat> a little bit more um you know rather than just this game um you know and just sort of get some thoughts I, I, I want to talk specifically about you know we finished the season 11 four and one which is really good you know we basically won Oh, twice as many games, more than twice as many games than we drew or lost, which is or lost. Jeez, English is hard. Um, which is good. Um, again, you know we were in the group uh, uh, that that a lot of people said was going to be easy, and and all of that. But regardless, you gotta you gotta play the games that you're given, and we played the games that we did. My bigger question is now, you know when lilly came in 3 years ago there was a lot of hype um you know we were thinking like we're going to you know we're going to turn this thing right around right away we got a good shot at winning the league we were the number one team in the league last season um, you know but this is now the third year in a row that we've made somewhat early exits we haven't made it to the the eastern conference finals you know the first year lost in the first round last year lost in the second round now we lost in the first round again and so i think my question is is wh- where do we go from here you know are, is, is this is this sort of our fate um, or you know or are, 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 is there just something missing? Laura Ellen, your hand shot up immediately so yes. I'm gonna call on you first
2: because I like okay I think this is expectation setting right So like yes, Bob has had a right he's never missed the playoffs. Right? Okay. So, like, with whatever combination of money and players that exist that Bob can get his hands on, he has somehow never missed the playoffs. And so, I think, I mean, and myself included, right, when he came to Pittsburgh, we were like, yes, we're going to make it to the playoffs. We're going to win the league, right? I have vivid memories of um, being on this show and being like, I'm leading the, like, we're going to win the league train, right? Like, this is me.
0: Was but that the same time Kevin was leading the Lily Out train?
2: <laughs> Probably. They're like it's coming back.
0: I'm kidding. Yeah,
2: uh, you know, like the, in the old timey movies when the two trains are like yeah. coming toward each other. Um, but right, like so, if those were our expectations, the chances of us having our expectations not being met is so incredibly high, right? You know, like, remember previous years, pre-Bob, we'd be like, well, if we can end over 500, we're happy with the season. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have high expectations of Bob. But, like, what do we expect? We've made it to the playoffs all three years that Bob is here. We lost the first round. We lost the second round. We lost the first round again this year, right? So, like, what are our goals? Like, it's – I I, I don't know, right? Like, maybe you're – I mean, I think there can be an argument for, like, well, Bob knows what he's doing. Tuffy's seemingly giving Bob a significant budget to, like, do what he needs to do, right? But at the same time, it's, like, this league has gotten more and more competitive. I don't know. I just, like, I don't know. I kind of feel (laughs) like... I, we just need to lower our expectations. I feel like no. that's like 2020, right? 2020 has just taught me to just like lower my expectations of everyone, and then maybe I won't be so disappointed. But, uh, uh, Josh, I know you feel differently. Uh, okay, me. maybe.
1: This is coming from an Everton supporter, so keep that in mind.
2: Yeah, but you're doing well this year, so I feel like that first, no, no, no. first doesn't work anymore.
1: I'm just saying, like, lowering expectations is not the answer because I feel like we have everything we need to be to be a top-of-the-table top team in this league. And we have been top-of-the-table. I mean, the fact that we finished first in the East last year tells me that we have what it takes to be a championship team it's not like it's out you know it, it isn't far out of our grasp and we're being told by the front office by lily by tuffy like the goal is to win a championship and like we're doing everything we can to do that it's it's not like he's saying you know like hey you know we're doing a lot better and you know gradual build it's like, no. Every year is like we're being told by everyone, like, this is going to be it. Like, we have a, the, the team to do
6: it.
2: But do any coaches and any owners say, oh, well, we're not going to win the league, the league this year?
6: The Austin Villa manager said that. Okay. This <laughs> is <laughs> okay, a mirror <laughs> In America,
1: over. no, not as much. Like, in other countries, especially the EPL, right, like, they all say it all the time. They're like, yeah, we're, we're, you know, hoping not to get relegated this year. That's our goal. <laughs> so right, expectations but, other countries are, are yeah. separate. You're right. But in America, you're right. It is a situation where every team says they're going to go out there and win the league. But I actually don't feel like that's true in in our league. Like, I I don't hear that rhetoric coming from Philly, too. I don't hear that rhetoric coming from, well, any two-team, for that matter like it doesn't seem like they're like we're going to win the league it's like no like and we we have been told that like the reason why we made these changes the reason why we brought in Lily the reason why you know uh, Tubby's spending more like more money than we have in the past is because we're we're trying to make a championship team like a team that will get trophies and the fact that it doesn't happen 3 years in a row when we are a good team like, I guess you could argue this year maybe we weren't as good as we thought just because the fact that our group was so weak. But we have been a good team the last two years, three years. And the fact that it doesn't happen is why I'm frustrated because I know we could do it. So let me ask you this.
0: Obviously, at the beginning of every season, we sit down and we do our predictions and we say, well, you know, where are we going to end? And, and, and you know, we feel good about it. But I think Laura Allen has a point. You know, we... we've we now have these expectations. In three short years, we've gone from just make get get a home playoff game—that's all we want—to like if we don't win the league, we're going to be disappointed. So, Justin, I am going to start with you. Realistically, where are you? When we look at the end of next season, is it the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, if we make it that far, will you be like, okay, like that was that was a good season, or is it championship or bust? Or where where do you sit?
6: Oh, geez. Why'd you have to come to me first? Um, <laughs> I mean, how do I say this? So I think it, I think a lot of that depends on what happens in the off season. I think your original question here was like, what needs to change? Like we, we've now done this three years ago. We made the playoffs and mm-hmm. lost. So like what, what needs to change? I think, I think two things need to change. I don't, and and I think this is going to sound a little bit like I'm I'm starting a Lily out train, but I'm I'm really not. I think one this 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 league has passed Lily's money ball strategy of bringing in players and fitting them into a spot and it working because they work with the rest of the team and and all this kind of stuff. I think I think the league has passed that. Has the league passed Lily's coaching? strategy experience, no. I think when you put it into a soccer game and like how is he coaching the soccer team on the field, no, I don't think it's past that. I do think it's past the the reality that you can just pull anybody, fit them together as a team, and win a championship. I think for me, the way that you win championships now is having star players and having players who have a pedigree and have a players who have a history in this league and all this kind of stuff. So I think that was the one thing that was pretty clear to me on Saturday was the lack of experience. And Steve will talk about this later, I think. But, like, the lack of experience on the field was just very different. Um, and I think when you when you you saw it when Skylar got a yellow, then we put Patrick Anderson on, and, and Danny Griffin was out of place for most of it. And Robbie Mertz was maybe too amped up or overamped or whatever for the situation that we were having there and i think we just we can't do that anymore and i think that's where you know louisville tampa they're getting these players who are key players for other teams you know who come in and and make a difference on their team year after year and so i, I really think we either need to like, we need, I think we need to stop the Moneyball strategy, and I think we need to go out and get an impact player. And I think every time we've had an impact player over the past couple of years, Joe Greenspan, Nico Brett, Christiana Francois, all of them disappear after one year. It's like, well, okay, but they were like an impact player. So, yes, Bob feels like he can replace them using his strategy, but I just don't know that that's the strategy going forward if we expect to win championships.
3: I'm not going to wait. I'm going to talk about it right now. Um, So let's take a look at the past two playoff games we've played uh, both against Louisville um, and look at what happened. So I'll qualify this right like so last year uh, Louisville uh, did not have Cameron Lancaster um, and uh, Ben Lunt I believe was injured so he wasn't in the 18 last year um, uh, when they came to Highmark. So if we include those two players as guys that could have been a part of their team they had Uh, eight other players that started this past weekend against the Hounds that were in the lineup a year ago. We had six. They had 12 players plus those two guys uh, that were in the 18. We had nine. Um, So, I mean, sure, I mean, you look at Lancaster going to Nashville for a year and coming back. More of what I'm saying is these are guys that have been playing together, have been playing... In Louisville, in that system, uh, they're not replacing half their lineup from season to season. So I asked the question, uh, what's the biggest difference that we would see with a Bob Lilly team? We know he has the tactical acumen to compete in this league, but if next season we're entering our first playoff game and 14 players in the 18 are guys that played with the Hounds this year or last year, that gives me a lot more confidence. But that's not the case that we've had, and I'm nervous that it won't be the case that we will have a year from now.
4: And I'm really surprised that the numbers were that close. Like, I know that they're big numbers, but I'm surprised they were that close for the Hounds, because I feel like um, our turnover is just so significant. But when Laura Ellen was asking, like, well, what do we expect? I think now we have to expect that we're not a, just a developmental league, and we shouldn't expect this almost wholehearted turnover— mm-hmm that i've been talking about and i've been willing to accept every other year of the hounds and i'm like of course we're going to lose a lot of people and of course they're going to go other places and we're going to see whatever we're going to see and that's fine because we're a developmental league and people want to go to mls and people want to do other things and i still think we could be a stepping stone for some players but i think we need to start treating this like a destination for players We are trying to build this up, and USL especially is trying to compete with MLS, and if that's the case, then we're not a developmental league, we're a league, and we want to be as good as League One, and so we need to stop with so much turnover, because if you, like, the locker room this year, you could see it in a number of the posts, you could see in the way that the guys interact with each other on the field, and the support, and just like a number of different things, it was great, and it was amazing to watch, and you're not going to be able to build that every single year and to lose, lose that. Like it affects not only like the immediate locker room, but it affects each player individually. So you either lose your best friend or maybe one of your best friends. You know what I mean? Like you lose these people that you were so close to. And now all of a sudden you don't have someone to talk to when something goes wrong. And then that play, you know, is on the field. Like it's just a lot of things. So I think my expectation is we need to stop treating ourselves like a developmental league and say, what do we want to build and where's our base?
2: Yeah, exactly. And Liz, it's like you and I like talk all the time because that's <laughs> so exactly uh, what I was thinking. Right. So is it experience or is it chemistry? Because I like I think that's what it is. I think, you know, we, you know, what was it? Dequa was stuck in Cameroon. Um, you mm-hmm. know, we had these players who couldn't get to the States because of COVID or visa issues or you know, whatever um you know we didn't have we didn't play that first game remember the first week of the season we had a bye and so i think there's these chemistry issues and liz i think you know i'm not going to say more than that because i just i support and echo everything you say (laughs) um anyway
1: yeah and like like i get signing different players like I, i get like the idea that you know we're gonna see new players coming in every year but I want those players to actually be upgrades and that's why we're signing them. I don't want to be signing them because Lily can get a better deal on a same quality player because that's just, we got to start having this mentality that a player's worth as far as, you know, paying them what they're worth is, is not just what the market says they're worth. It's also what are they going to do for your team for consistency? So like maybe you have to pay a player a little bit more than what, you know, you think they're worth but it is worth more to you because having them stay is better than starting over with a new player so even if you can get a player for cheaper who's the same quality that's not the same thing like that it's not just you know plug and play that way and it, it's it's something that lily loves to do we know that like he he likes to get a bargain and that works when you're you know like that whole Moneyball strategy that justin was talking about but it's I don't feel like that's going to work in this league anymore. And uh, he can change that mentality. I, I completely think that, you know, we know that he is able to get players to play at a really high level and, you know, become first in the East or get us to the playoffs every year. It's just to get us over that hump of being more than just a playoff team, being a, a championship team uh, to win the championship. You have to have that consistency.
4: And we know that he's grown in other places. Like, we used to say, oh, we're going to get the Lily Special one and then he's going to hunker down, and that's what we're going to get. And this year he's like, four goals are here out of my face. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, those are completely different expectations. Like, move forward, move forward. Like, he might have said one or two people move forward two years ago, but this year, everybody, get your butts up the field. Like, show me what you've got. So we know that he can change. I just think that we really need to acknowledge – and I think also for, like, our area specifically for Pittsburgh, having consistency and, like, the community feel of it and being involved in the academy, like, I think there's a lot more that goes with the consistency for our team specifically because of all the other things and for us to grow. If we're going to have more people come in, we're going to get attached to players. So, like, if we lose Robbie Burtz, like, that's a big deal. But if we could keep him for one or two more years, like, the people that you bring in and that will stay around afterwards – it's a huge difference. And then that's your stadium atmosphere. Like it, it builds on itself. So I think that that's just something that's high on my priority list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it makes it difficult because, you know, uh this whole season is a blur, so I can't remember if it was so much this season as it was last season. But when you look at sort of the top players across the league, and you're constantly seeing names that used to be on the Hounds, you see Francois, you see Pasher. It's like, ugh, like if we just and I know pra- Pasher was pre Lily, but it it just felt so ironic that you know, moments after we're eliminated from the playoffs, the USL tweets out that, oh, look who, you know, who scored. It's Hugh Roberts. He puts one away and, like, keeps his team in the running. And you talk about somebody who would have been massive as a personality, not just for what he does on the field, but off the field, especially this year. Hugh has had a massive, massive year. And he, again, was somebody that we had. And, you know, when you're comparing – hugh roberts to you know and not to 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 knock them all but somebody like a bunk anderson like it's it's night and day so um yeah and i I think
2: it's for me and this i i don't know for me this is how it all fit like these players are ends in and of themselves they are not means to an end and i think that gets back to what josh was saying that it's not this pug plug and play right it's these players, I don't I, I don't know, this is, like, getting off on a thing that's not as much related to soccer, right? But, like, these players are human beings with chemistry, and it's not just about the skill level. It's not just about their salary. It's about the holistic component of how they fit together. And I think that's where, like, you know, Hugh Roberts and some of these other folks, um, you know, having that locker room chemistry and having that building across multiple seasons, I think at least from my perspective right and like it's not my money that's paying their salaries either. I told Justin I was like, "Well, maybe maybe Mongols can go together and we can buy a USL team." <laughs> and I was like I was like we can use we can, we can use our retirement for it. He's like the goal of retirement is to make money and not make money.
1: <laughs> terrible investment, terrible investment. So, anyway,
2: right, so it's not my money. So, it's easy enough to like say that from the sideline, but I don't know.
3: So I'm going to go back to this whole consistency consistency of roster thing, because you had put it in our Slack, I think, Mike, uh, imagine if we still had Hugh Robertson, and you bring it up now, right? So I did some, some thinking, uh, Cristiano Francois, uh, Mohamed Dabo, uh, Nico Barrett, Kyle Morton, Toby Adewole, um, Hugh Roberts, okay, those are guys that we've seen play for Bob Lilly in a Hounds jersey that all played in the first round of the playoffs this season some of those guys are going farther right like we've still got four former hounds in reno and in st louis that are in the second round that to me is just like we have some of those guys back maybe not all of them but some of those guys that are still here right like what does that do for this team And we've got guys that are going out and they're proving that it's not just that Bob Lilly is a good coach and can get the best out of players, but it's that these guys are really good players and they're able to do things when they're not in a Bob Lilly system as well. And I think, yeah, that that for me, that's where expectations for me are. We need to continue to we need to continue to be consistent in our roster going forward. I'm done. No, I wasn't so, cutting.
0: I that wasn't my throat. No, I head. know. <laughs> <laughs> So my my no, only I'm resp- just like I'm done. <laughs> my
5: my only response to like the theme of the last five minutes, um, one I want to make a clarification because I I remember at the end of last season both Tuffy and Lily um, saying that their message was we have to get better and therefore we're not resigning some players to get better ones in, and. If I'm putting words in all of your mouths, then that then to me that sounds like now with the hindsight of 2020, hindsight being 2020, we can say, well, that was a lie. Like you're, you don't think you're doing this for money. You're telling us because you think they're not good enough, mm-hmm. but you're doing this because th- I mean, the message was we're going to get better. We want to sign better players. So we're going to drop them out and we're going to put it. A- And the the number
0: of hands that are the second the second the the
5: second point I do want to balance this this kind of message out a bit and and I and I don't I I want to kind of I recognize that you guys aren't saying that we're a crap team I recognize everyone's saying like you know we had a good season but maybe this conversation is what pushes us over the hump of where we currently are and maybe gets us to a final or something like that but. I mean, these weren't these weren't conversations we were having in the middle of the season, right? The, like the we we finished, you know, we finished the the close to the end of the season. We're we're in the runnings for finishing like the top team in the league, let alone the Eastern Conference. We finished with a goal differential of twenty nine after sixteen games. Um, we finished, you know, golden glove. We we're we're not a bad team, and so if the, the the argument in the conversation could be, this is what we need to. To push us towards the final, but I think at the same time I don't know I, I, I thought this team could have could have done a lot better. I don't I don't think I don't think this team was that far away from from taking us to the gold.
0: But I think that gets back to the bar, right? Like y- y- yes, this team looked like the number one team in the East, but we exited it in the first round of the playoffs. So what is the bar now? Like is the bar the top? When well, I in say, the I or I it, don't think it's.
5: it's I don't think it's as simple as saying well we have to get new players i I think i think there was there was more at play than just saying well these players didn't do it and and we need new players
0: and i guess real quick and then i'll open it up to everybody the the your bit about well that was a lie about you know well i i I don't know if it was necessarily a lie i think they could have believed what they were doing but it could have just been mission unaccomplished
5: because i think the actions were the, the 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 message and then the actions, we could easily interpret that as Hugh Roberts wasn't good enough for us. Francois wasn't good enough for us. Nico Brett wasn't good enough for us. That was, that was, that was how we were supposed to interpret that messaging at the beginning of the season.
4: Steve, I want to let you go first because <laughs> I'm going to talk a lot. And you've been very patient this whole show, so you can go first.
3: <laughs> so I don't know that that's how I take that, Kevin. I, I think that's an easy line to say that we're going to try to get better. But then when we look at this season, do we really think that Hugh Roberts wasn't as good now that we've seen what he was able to do in Charlotte? Do we think that Nico Brett wasn't as good helping lead the line in Birmingham and making them a much better team? So I look at it more as if we actually want to get better, shouldn't we be doing something similar? And I'll compare us to Louisville again, right? Like If Nico Brett is competing for time with Albert DeQua and uh, Mensah, then that makes us a stronger team. As opposed to saying well we can replace nico brett and maybe get a little better at the same time i mean so we look at what happened with louisville right like they brought in at the end of the game the guy that scored the go-ahead goal for them at the beginning of the game last year against us right they brought luke spencer in off the bench who did we have to bring off off the bench we didn't have a proven goal scorer that we know can score in the playoffs they did they had uh Matsoso coming in off the bench. He started for them last year, right? So that's what I am thinking about when I talk about the consistency is we need to take what we have now. And then if we're getting rid of players, those need to be the guys that we don't trust. Those need to be the guys that are not doing well are not contributing to the offense. And if that means that Mensa or Dequa are both sitting on the bench next season, because we find someone that is keeping them from making the starting lineup, that's how we get better. And I don't think we were lied to.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that we were lied to. I like, so um, just because I think we also have to say just because those players did well elsewhere, doesn't mean that they fit within the Lily system. I think that there are plenty of players who would not have had that same impact on our team. And that's fair. I do think that I know of at least one player at the holiday party where Lily said, he wasn't worth what he was asking. And I, that, but that's one player. And sometimes you've got to make that decision. And I don't know how much more that person was asking for. But he said, for that same money, I can get someone who I can put and bring to that level. But that wasn't the entire roster that he let go, by any means. He didn't say that about everyone. And there were plenty of people that he was like, you know, like, it just wasn't part of my system. So I don't think I was lied to. It's just... I guess because of the way they went out and because of my sadness, it's frustrating to see all of these former Hound players and say, well, they're moving on and I'm not.
6: <laughs> I think, um, like, Kev, to your point, like, I... No, this team is not a bad team. And and, and in this... Con- like, I think I started this conversation, but kind of going back to it, like, I don't... I don't... I think we were maybe two players off of, of beating Louisville. I think, like, we... I have been calling and I've been saying it for three years. I, I still think the Hounds need a creative number ten. And I like it's a position we don't have. We have three midfielders who are on the field this time who are all great ball shuttlers and can keep a ball moving and are great engines in the in the engine Forbes? house of the team. Forbes? I, two years ago, yeah, he was a great number ten. He's thirty one now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's he's not there anymore. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's and I look at the same thing, like, I, I honestly, um, Kev, it's funny because I like comparing the teams that I'm, I'm watching right now. I'm watching the Union, and I'm watching what's happening to Alejandro Bedoya. Bedoya used to be a playmaker for the U.S. men's national team. Now he's a shuttler. Like, it's it's fine. He's good at it, and it's, and it's good for the Union, but he's not the playmaker that he used to be. And I think that Forbes is the same way. Like, he's just not the playmaker he used to be, and that's okay. But I think we need, like, we need a creative number ten. And then I think this year the one position that we lost in, um, in that changeover of personnel was center back. And I think like we had one. If we brought one of our center backs back from last year, either either Joe or Toby, I don't care which. If we brought either of them back, I think this team is very very different. Um, that being said, like, that's all. That's all. I I I think we, what Liz said, Josh Liz upgrades we made an upgrade goalkeeper we got two of them actually who were probably better than our keepers from last year um we didn't need one at outside back i think our outside backs are good um we kept some young players who could back them up now unfortunately Rivera got injured and all that kind of stuff midfielders our midfielders are still growing and i think we just need that creative number 10 still and then as far as strikers and forwards i i do think we made an upgrade with all three of them i think dos santos is still good I think Mensa and Diqua are both potentially better than Brett. I think they're more creative players. I think they're just more dynamic than Brett was. So I think we did that. I think we were just a couple players off, and I just would like us to see us splash the cash. Um, You know, I think back to the beginning of the season, Lebo Moloto was available at the beginning of the season. And, like, yes, he's played here before, but, like, he would have been that creative playmaker that I think we could have used.
2: Yes, and I... Forgot what I was going to say a long time ago. And now I just remember
4: (laughs) But it's not going to stop her, guys. It's not going
2: to stop her. Um, So Kev made the point, like, oh, earlier in the season, like, we didn't have any of these complaints. Yes, the people who were on the podcast didn't have the complaints. But some of us, (laughs) some of us, with my finger pointed at my own face, did have the complaints. I mean, and I think, Justin, you can testify, Justin. Justin knows that this, I have been complaining about this season. I team. will say,
6: I will say this season was way less fun to watch the Hounds than the last two seasons because I had to sit in my living room with Laura Ellen who's complaining the whole game long <laughs> about what's happening on the field when we're up six and nothing. <laughs> Justin, come back up to the stands with me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to be fair,
1: to be fair, Laura Ellen, I don't think I've ever heard you positive about the Hounds. Wow Ever. <laughs> you haven't been. What? You always find something to be angry about with the Hounds. Which Not is fair because there's always something to be yeah, critical listen, about. Critical about.
3: But Josh, right. you're the eternal optimist. You've had to be. I mean, I have to you've been indoctrinated you with Everton, and now your <laughs>
6: reward is there. Going back to Kev, and I think you're right. You're right. We didn't have these complaints midseason. I think the question now has changed, though. Like, the question at the middle of the season is what gets us a win in the next game. How do we play in the next game? That team was good enough to get us a win in the next game. I think when we're looking at next season, then there's a bigger question to be had of what are we doing. And so I think, like, yes, the converse, the, con- the context, the contextualization of the conversation Ooh. has changed. Uh, and that might be why the conversation, the response to the question has changed.
2: Well, and that's where something, I said this to Justin, I think after, was it after we lost? But for me, I have kind of thought of this season as just like an extended preseason for next season. That it kind of feels that. I mean, it's a very long, extended season, obviously, but um, that it just kind of feels that way, and maybe it's just because I watched every game at home um, and didn't actually go in. Um, but I, and that's where you know, I kind of hope that I don't know most of they they keep most of the players. But I know we are getting very long, and I have so many more things. I'd like to talk about, but I think Mike is going to cut me off, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Can you mute her mic?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I will not mute her mic. Um, No, we 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 actually budgeted. I don't know how many other questions that we have here, and a lot of other topics to talk about come next season. But we are already sort of at time, so I think what we're going to do is we're going to punt this for maybe another week. And, uh, and reconvene and maybe be a little bit more positive, uh, talk about sort of favorite moments from the season, what we sort of hope for next season, all of that, save that. So if you have thoughts on that and you wanna share them, we will read them on air, so let us know. Guys, I'll leave you with one more downer thought and then uh, and then we're gonna wrap this up. Um, I'm gonna run around and I just, I just need a simple yes or no from each of you, okay? Kevin, I'm gonna start with you because you're smirking at me just like you always do. Also, I got to say, Kev, I haven't noticed this before, but, like, the ring, I feel like you're, like, intentionally flashing your wedding ring on screen, because, like, (laughs) I just play with it a lot, and I'm a
5: a, a, a talking hands with person.
0: All right, Kev, here's a question. Ready? Okay. Is Kenny Forbes back next year? I don't know. Ask him. (laughs) That's not Uh,
1: yes or no. That's not yes or no. That's not yes or no. Kevin breaking the rules? No. <laughs> not answering the question? Why did I start with Kevin? No. <laughs> um,
5: I probably, yeah. I'll say sure. Why not? If you're making Steve. me say yes or no, I'll
3: say yes. Uh, Steve? Yep. I think so. Um, even if the team is less invested in bringing him back at the same contract level because he's established here with his family. We've talked to him before, right? Like, we've had, people have had him on the show, have interviewed him. He's talked about uh, his kids, right? Like, being here, being in school. I think he's established here, so I see him being the type of player that, like, he's got to get a good reason to move at this point in his career. So unless we're saying, we don't want you as an organization, um, I, I find it hard to see him, well, let me uproot for a one season somewhere else. Laura Ellen.
2: No.
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna like fall over at that. Justin. <laughs> uh
6: unequivocally, yes. Uh Kenny Forbes will be Bob's assistant coach someday, so Ooh. <laughs> Liz.
2: How is
4: Laura Ellen the only one who's followed the rules so far? These are my these are the real questions. I gave
6: my yes or no answer. Thank you, Liz. Um
4: you did not.
6: Unequivocally, yes.
4: That's okay. Two words. That was not a simple yes or no. You're not
3: giving um, I, a yes or no either, Liz. <laughs> I'm not gonna listen. I'm not gonna
4: follow the rules of no one else's. I vote yes.
1: Josh, I I think he will be. I better question is should he be? There That's
4: harsh. it is. I say yes, he should be. What about you, Mike?
0: I think the yes. answer is yes, but it's a lot more difficult than probably last season. I think the way things ended up this season with him picking up a knock and I think that we saw sign. I mean, one of the other frustrating things, and we won't go into it, was that one game that we keep referencing where James was the holding mid and you had Velarde and Griffin and Mertz free-flowing in front of them. And we could do that because James is just a little bit quicker. And I think that... I don't disagree with Justin. I think at some point Kenny will just be, you know, Bob's assistant on the sideline. Um, but that's the question. Those are the kind of questions we're going to be facing. You know, we talked a lot about players that have gone, and I think that yeah, you know, we did get some things wrong with sending players away, but we also signed players like Danny Griffin that I think none of us were really expecting. And and you know, that's just sort of the the way the league is going. So um, so yeah, that's sort of what we think obviously let us know what you think we will be back with a whole nother show and we have a whole after show where we're going to talk about who knows what maybe ted lasso since that's like the latest thing to hit everything we'll see um guys thank you all for for uh for joining us on this one it's always fun like when we get together we like maybe this will just become part of the off-season plans as we just get together and bs about whatever but um yeah, thank you guys, and thanks everybody for listening. Um, you know, head over to mongols.com, click on support the show to become a Patreon follower. Uh, that's where you'll get access to all of the after shows for $1 a month. And as we said, we don't keep any of that. Uh, you know, money went towards uh, making cur pins. So if you haven't gotten your cur pin, I don't know if there still are cur pins, but we also got stickers um, from uh, for that we were going to be giving away this season that we haven't been able to give away. So. Whole lot of other things. Um, this is totally off the rails. Um, make sure that, uh, you know. This is your weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. Go get the Steel Army shirt. Love Pittsburgh, hate racism, Black Lives Matter over at steelarmy.com. I have a massive reminder here to vote. So make sure you go vote or go register to vote. There we go. It's like appearing in front of me like Ghostwriter. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch that show? <laughs> register to vote is the message from beyond. So make sure you go register to vote. I was going to say, we're going to meet again before Election Day. But regardless, register to vote. The Where deadline you're... to
2: register to vote is next week.
0: There you go. Thank you, Lyle. I've already voted yes so um wear your damn mask uh i know a number of people who are er professionals and they sent me an email this morning at 3 a.m uh alerting me that numbers are up substantially uh and i can't remember if i mentioned it on the last show but we had our own sort of COVID scare and so like just wear your mask um and you know help everybody out <sighs> Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves. Official scarf supplier to USL, MLS, and US Soccer. Custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tire of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas. Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at igressFC.com. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers.
5: Later.
2: Bye, guys. Bye.